What does a leader do? Welcome to another episode of Relearning Leadership, where we explore a specific leadership challenge and break it down to help improve your leadership, your organization, and just possibly your personal life. I'm Pete Behrens, and today I want to explore what a leader does. Does that sound obvious? Well, stick with me, and I hope by the end of the episode, you might actually rethink about your leadership. Let's dive in. Okay, many, many years ago, I was hired as a senior engineer, and it was just an incredible experience. You know, one of these really uh, small startup family environment, I was a critical player, right? I was the, the engineer taking the designs from early prototyping of a consultant and, you know, had a lot of great responsibilities. I had a chance, you know, weeks and months of, of what we call in engineering speak, like being in the flow, right? You, you live and breathe and, and eat, you know, your work. It's just, it's, it's with you 100% of the time and, and uh, you know, working on some, some significant, you know, design and, and coding refactors. But the bliss didn't last all that long as we hired a junior engineer to help with some of the work that, you know, there's a lot of work to do. And I recall my, my flow state got disrupted from me zooming in on, on that work to all of a sudden directing, assigning, you know, delegating work to someone else and, you know, someone that didn't think like me and didn't have the same experience I had. And, you know, frankly, you know, from my perspective, it was a bit of a pain in the ass. But, you know, that's what happens when you're, you know, not a great leader. And so what did I do, right? I... I you know, I found an area that needed work that was probably the most disconnected from mine, right? The most separated from mine and and delegated, okay, work on this. And I kept doing my work and thinking, okay, that's a way to get, get them going. But, you know, come to find out once we started to bring this stuff back together, all my redesign work completely impacted his work. And we ended up having to redo all of his work. And, you know, not only did he feel like a failure. I felt like a failure. You know, the, the, the whole system just broke. You might think 30 years later, I have improved my leadership. And, and while, yes, I, I am more self-aware and likely a little bit more effective, I still find leadership focus to be one of the most challenging aspects of my leadership every single day. So let me explain. We can think about the work of leadership in three different dimensions. First is the work leaders do, right? Doing is very heads down work. It's like writing a document or a spreadsheet. It's like preparing a plan or a presentation. It's problem solving, right? It's taking action. For, for me today, a lot of times it's when I teach or when I coach, that's my heads down work today. In fact, even doing this podcast is doing for me. Now, leading, on the other hand, is coordination work. I mean, leading is facilitating a discussion or a, a team meeting. Uh, leading is managing, you know, teams or projects and, and programs, right? It's, it's managing that kind of work, coordination work. Uh, and leading is also how we influence others, you know, how we direct work, assign work, and, you know, delegate activities to be done. And then finally, we have coaching. Right, coaching is development work. Uh, coaching is when we are focused on the growth of others, uh, employees, and you know their their development. Uh, coaching is also organizational 
growth, right? When we start to think about culture and structures, you know, those other systems, um, you know, met measures of success. You know, finally, coaching is also kind of an engaging kind of co-creative aspect, right, of, of being involved in that where, you know, we're really uh, thinking about the ownership and empowerment of how others are, are growing in that work. So when I look back on my story, right, I was definitely in the doing, right? As that senior engineer, I'm in that doing. And, and I was forced to, to shift just a tad bit into leading, uh, you know, assigning, delegating work with very poor results. So what should I have done? What, what should a leader focus on? Well, well, many believe that shifting from do to lead to coach as you grow as a leader is the right thing to do. And while that does improve your impact and effectiveness as a leader, I want to dispel this to a degree. When I think about leaders who have moved and shifted in that direction, and then they abandon the former, meaning I, I let go of do, what I find is we get very hollow or what we call a, a shell of a leader. And, you know, I think we've seen these leaders, they, they, they're, they're kind of like disconnected, disengaged, a bit aloof to what's actually happening on the ground. For me, to retain authenticity, right, to retain a, a sense of connectedness, to, to be grounded in, and even be respectful to those doing the work, I find that I need to be somewhat in that work too. And, and so for me, what this means is, I need to stay, you know, engaged in teaching and coaching leaders. I, I need to stay somewhat engaged in the program development for me to retain that sense as a leader of what that work is like. So instead of shifting, what I want you to consider is a blend. Okay, so as we go from do to lead, we're, we're not shifting. I want you to think of that we're blending some leadership with some doing. And then again, as we shift from lead to coach, it's not a abandonment, it's not a letting go, it's another blend. Real effective leaders find the mix they need between do and lead and coach based on themselves, their situation, their goals, and even their emotions. So let me explain. So let me give you an example from my own experience. Uh, I'm the leader of the Agile Leadership Journey, and I'm responsible to guide the development of many of our education and coaching programs. Uh, in the past, I would simply build these programs myself, right? That's me doing. Uh, I've also delegated uh, the development of some of these programs. You know, that's me leading. But I found the most impactful solutions have come when I've led the, the, the construction, right, the, the, the formation of these programs, but I stayed engaged as a subject matter expert involved in the development and also provided some clear empowerment ownership of key aspects or even the entire program to others. And what I've found is the end result is tremendously more impactful, but also in that process, I grow as a leader and the people that have additional responsibility are growing. You know, so you might think, okay, so what's the right blend, right? How do we know? And, and I'm sorry to say there isn't a right here, right? There's no, there's no right answer on how to blend these. The, the real key we want to look for is shifting from an unaware to an aware 
state, right? A, a cluelessness to clarity, so to speak. And most leaders, they'll, they'll operate in what we call a default or, or kind of a clueless mode. Uh, I did this for you know over a decade in my leadership with you know not such great results. And it wasn't until I became intentful with my focus and then uh, you know aware of, of how to apply that that grew exponentially my leadership capacity. Give you another example. I provide uh, leadership for two different organizations, Trailridge, uh, our consultancy, and Agile Leadership Journey, our licensing uh, program and guide community. And when I look at this, okay, mix of, okay, what's the situation? What are the goals? And what's my background and, and emotionally, right? I look at Trailridge and I say, okay, that's pretty well established. Uh, it doesn't require a whole lot, right? There's not a lot of new stuff that we're investing there. It's not a, a, an area of interest in mine to, to continue to grow that. So for a lot of those reasons, I, I've, I've shifted my blend towards much more leading coaching and, and coming in when necessary. And that's leaved, left me a lot of space to be the doer over in the Agile Leadership Journey side that does need some growth and, and subject matter expertise. And, you know, when I think about, right, that emotional state, what brings me joy and what brings me frustration? And, and the more I can find somebody who would love to take the things that frustrate me as a leadership growth opportunity, it's a win-win. It's a uh, give you another example. I was uh, uh, just engaged with uh, 13 uh, what are called chapter leads uh, in a classroom setting. And uh, for them, uh, chapter lead is really the blend of three different responsibilities, right? Number one, manage people. Uh, number two, uh, guide your discipline area, right, of the chapter. So this would be your functional kind of discipline. And number three, be a team player to contribute to the goals of a team. You know, so you, you think, oh, great, it's got a nice blend, right? It has the coach, it has the lead, it has the do. The problem came when one of the chapter leads from, from development operations came and said, well, yeah, but the expectation for me is 70% I'm supposed to be the team player, right? Leaving very little space for the leading and coaching. You know, I find the best organizations provide leaders that opportunity, the space based on their situation, based on their goals, based on the needs of the organization and, and, and their emotions, What's the right blend for them? So just a quick side note on doing leading work. A uh, little play on words here. Uh, leaders often ask, well, if I'm working on the strategy or the budget or the plan, right, is that leading, right? It's, it's in service of aligning people towards a common goal. And while that's true, it depends on how you engage with that work, right? Are you head down working on those things? That's doing. You delegate or assign that to someone else that's leading. But unless you're actually engaging others, unless you're actually staying engaged yourself, it's not a blend. And so I encourage you to find even these types of activities to see what kind of blend you can create to not only create a better outcome, but also create a better impactful leadership for yourself and grow your people at the same time. So my ask for you, is that you shine a light on your leadership focus, right? Begin to tag your work along these three categories. And my guess is you're going to start to identify something 
that will intrigue you to improve your leadership. And so stick with us because our next episode is going to be on how to help rebalance your blend. So thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the journey. Relearning Leadership is the official podcast of the Agile Leadership Journey. Together, we build better leaders. It's hosted by me, Pete Behrens, with contributions from our global guide community. It's produced by Ryan Dugan, with music by Joy Zimmerman. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave us a review, or share a comment. And visit our website, agileleadershipjourney.com forward slash podcast for guest profiles, episode references, transcripts, and to explore more about your own leadership journey.